All right, let's jump in here. Here we go. <clears throat> we are on week four of our Chase the Dark series. Uh, we talked about um, week one, how in life there are many opportunities to light up a dark room. Amen? To be a beacon on a hill, like the Bible says. Or to be a light in a dark world. But in order to be a light in the dark world, we have to be able to first step into that dark world. Amen? And so we see that there's like, there's, there's two types of, um, okay, so I'll, I'll put myself on the, on display here and a couple of us here. There's, I'm a pastor's kid. If you don't know, my dad's a pastor here. Uh, you all know that, but I'm just saying it. So there you go. So I'm a pastor's kid. We got a couple other pastor's kids in the room. There's, there's only, there's only really two. Okay. There's three types of pastor's kids. Three types. The first type of pastor's kid is the one who the parents want them to be the light in a lit room. <laughs> so what I mean is they're kind of sheltered and like and like protected really tightly and all this kind of stuff. And so um, so then they those types of pastor's kids oftentimes go out into the real world and then they get crazy really quick <laughs> because they experience the world all of a sudden and all at once. Okay, now here's the other type of pastor's kid. The other type of pastor's kid is the, there's, there, here's another one, the other extreme. The parents are like, man, they can't witness unless they're in the dark world. And then they turn uh, like Anakin to the dark side themselves. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then the whole rest of the li- lifetime is spent trying to get those pastor's kids back because they tasted blood and now they're werewolves. And so, just kidding. Uh, but... The, the third type of pastor's kid, which is me, because I'm normal, and uh, everyone's like, yeah, right, Shable's like, bro, <laughs> what? Uh, and, and Ben and Zach, we're cool like that, and, uh, and so um, we're the ones that the parents kind of met in the middle, right? We're, we're light, we figure that out, and then we go into the dark world, and oh, come back real quick, and kind of stuff, so we got it. We're cool, okay? So we're not werewolves, and we're not weirdos. So we have to be... <laughs> We have to be willing to drive out the darkness. I know I'm weird. Get over it, all right? We have to be willing to drive out the darkness wherever it may be. Amen? Wherever it may be. But we know we need to be equipped to do so. To put on what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it louder. The armor of God. All right, let me tell you, let me tell you a story. So speaking of werewolves, there's this one time. When, uh, no, true story. There, there was this one time I was, in a, I was in a corn maze. Anybody ever heard of a corn maze? I know we live in Orange County, so we're not, we're not that redneck. But where I, hey, hey, I'm t- I, this is my story. I was in the corn maze. Relax, okay? Uh, so I, I, I lived in this place called Visalia. Corn mazes were like, were like cool, you know? <laughs> it's like going to the beach. But uh, no, just kidding, but kind of. Um, so we so we went to this corn maze in October, and so because we didn't have like a Knott's Berry Farm or a Disneyland or Six Flags, we had a corn maze. So we went to the corn maze for the small price of ten dollars. You can get a season's pass for fifteen, and uh, that was a joke. Okay, so we uh, we're at this corn maze in October. So you know what happens in October? It gets spooked. All right. So you got Knott's Scary Farm. You got whatever Six Flags does, and you have whatever Disneyland does. I don't know. I've never been there. But I've been to Disneyland, just not in October. So so we're in this corn maze. It's October. It's spookified. 
as uh, Miss Paula would say. It's spookified and terrified and all the other fights, okay? And uh, <laughs> so we're running through. It's kind of scary. People are jumping out of nowhere, like, ah, right, you know? And so, and so I'm like 16, so obviously because I'm 16, I think that I got to be the hero. And so we're there with, like, our youth group and stuff. And I'm like, don't worry, ladies. I'll protect you, you know? And uh, from what? Like, these people are, like, employees, <laughs> you know, dressed up as whatever. So anyways, um, but, you know, they were real, okay, to us. And so I'm running through this corn maze <laughs> like this, you know, and we're all running. We're trying to get the, you know, because you get the little card and you got to check off all the boxes of where you, uh, it's like, because it's a maze. You got to find these different things. You check off all the little boxes and wh whatnot. So we're running from place to place because I'm not trying to get caught up in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, you know what I mean? So, because some dude's like, Wah! you know, like, ah, everyone's screaming, oh, no, you know. And uh, so we're running, we're running around. And uh, we're running down this lane, right? And I hear this, like, low growl. This is kind of like, you know? And I was like, dude, what was that, you know? Come to find out, it was one of those weird pastors. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it was like, you know, you know, ah! you're like, what? You know, ah! so, so we're running, and this thing's coming out. Whoever's going to listen to the podcast is going to be like, what is this guy doing in the mic? Okay, so, uh, so. Sound effects, man. So the, so we're running. And through, I, I see, so the corn is like, Pastor Jeff, how high is the corn? Probably like, what, nine feet tall or something like that? At least nine feet tall. Minimum. At a bare minimum, nine feet. So, so we hear this low growl, and it's kind of scary. And so we're like running, and we hear, we see up in front of us the, 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 uh, the stocks kind of, do some wrestling, like Jurassic Park when the T-Rex is about to come out of the woods, you know, some wrestling. <laughs> I was like, oh, my. So we're running. <laughs> and as we're running, out of nowhere, this werewolf comes at about, like, you know, knee level. Comes out like this, you know. And, my, and I'm the first one in line because I thought I was going to be the hero. So I'm like, follow me, everyone, <laughs> you know, not knowing that, like, <laughs> probably in a real scenario, they're going to pick everybody off from the back and I'd end up where I'm going to be by myself. But who cares? Um, so I'm running and this werewolf comes out right in front of me like this. So what do I do? Uh, yeah, I, I, I give it the knee of justice, you know. Because I'm in full sprint, like no joke, full sprint. And this werewolf, which is actually a corn maze employee, <laughs> comes out of the, the corn stalks and, and comes right here. And, I, and I, at mid stride, boom, right, like just straight to the head, out cold. <laughs> werewolf down. <laughs> werewolf, stiff arm. On the ground. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> right? So everyone's like, Brett. I was like, bro, like, I thought it was real. Like, I free it freaked me out. Like, I said I was going to protect you. Look, this fool tried to scare us. So, like, boom, he got too close, you know? Yeah, you know? And so so this 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 werewolf, also known as a <laughs> corn maze employee, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, also known as Larry from uh, from from Radio Shack, he's laying on the ground, right, and so, so we're, like, lifting up his legs, like, ah, like, trying to get, like, the blood black back to his brain, wake up, come on, you know, and then finally he's like, ah, right, and so we, we, like, walk him back to the, the front, um, front, 
desk area, and they're like, what happened? I was like, he jumped out of nowhere and freaked me out. I need him in the face. You know, and I, it's, I thought I was, I th- you know, I was 16. I don't know how this legal process works. I thought I was going to jail, you know. I was like, man, I, I, that's attempted murder, you know, with this thing, you know, and with a deadly weapon. And so I was like, man, I'm going to jail for sure. And they're like, oh, it's an accident. We get it. You know, he, he didn't do his job right. He got too close. They're not supposed to get that close. And I was like, yeah, yeah, don't get that close, okay. So... <laughs> So that was the last time I ever went to a corn maze in October because um, my, my knee's in retirement now. But, but the funny thing, I was thinking about this story, and in this story, the roles kind of reversed. So for, for this story, let's pretend I'm the dark, okay? And the werewolf is you or us trying to be a good Christian. And so, so this, this werewolf is trying to chase the dark, trying to chase me away. And when the werewolf got there, they were ill-equipped for the knee of justice. So what happened? I knocked out cold. So, so the, the, it's kind of a funny story, but this is, this is, this is for us. How, how, do we, how, do we, how are we prepared when we get there? Right? When, when we're actually trying to chase the dark out of our lives and out of our scenarios, how am I going to be when I get there? Am I going to be like, like, the, like the corn maze employee <laughs> rolling up with limited visibility in this mask, coming out of the corn stalk right at knee level, waiting for an invitation to meet the knee of justice? Right? Or, 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 or am I going to be someone who knows what I'm getting myself into? Amen? Because when, when, we go, when we go to chase the dark, when, when, when we're trying to bring our light and we're trying to bring it into these dark places, we have to then be in a place where we are prepared for what's going to come at us. Because, because the enemy is not going to just run away with no fight. Amen? But the cool thing is oftentimes we don't have to fight that fight. If we got... Jesus on our side. Amen. So we talked about holding everything up in week one with truth. Amen. We hold it all up with truth. We got to know what's true and what's false. Week two, we talked about being righteous or Ben talked about it. I wasn't here, but I listened to it and it was good. Talk about being righteous. We got to set ourselves up. Be holy, be righteous, right? Week three, last week, we talked about finding peace so that we can get some momentum, amen? And so let's, this week, we're discussing faith. Everybody say faith. So let's read our scripture again. Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. If we could throw it up on the screen, there we go. You're on top of it. Ken, you're awesome. All right, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Everybody say, the devil. That's the devil, Bobby Boucher. All right. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on what? 
the belt of truth. And having put on the what? And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the what? And in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. My voice kind of cracked there. Sorry about it. With which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All right, let's pray. Jesus, speak to us tonight. Help us to learn more about you. Help us to be equipped, Lord, to use our light to chase out and drive out the darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. So the shield of faith. Everybody say the shield of faith. Look at that. So when I think of a a shield, I almost said field. What am I? Like Mike Tyson? Come on. When I think of a shield, I think of like, like three things. I think of Achilles from the movie Troy. Classic. I think of, I just watched this show called Vikings. I don't, it's really good, but I also kind of don't recommend it for you guys because it's a little dark, but, uh, so just wait a couple years. Uh, but anyways, but there, there's like, there's these, uh, the women in the Viking culture were like just sick and they're called shield maidens and they'd mess you up. Okay. So anyways, so I'm thinking about that. And then of course, of course, with a shield, what, am, what else am I thinking of? Captain America. Okay, yeah, there are. We're on the same page. There we go. So Captain Captain America's shield is a little more advanced than the others because it's made out of vibranium, Wakanda forever. Uh, but they they all generally have the same purpose of protecting while occasionally attacking. So the main purpose of a shield is to protect, but in some cases you can use it to attack. Right? You see, you see Captain America, ah, 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 and then, whoosh, right? And then it throws it, and it's like, pew, 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 like, hits 14 people in the head, and then comes back just so gently to him, right? So unrealistic. No, I'm just kidding. But, but you even see this in, in these movies like, like, like Troy or in, in the show Vikings, or other, you've seen other, like, medieval times kind of shows, and they use their shield, their sword, and their shield, they'll punch someone in the face with it or something, and it's like this big, blunt object. Amen? Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. So faith, faith is trusting in the things that we may not be able to see. It's like that, that movie uh, Santa Claus. Anybody ever seen the, the movie The Santa Claus? Best Christmas movie ever. Top five, it's not two through four. I'm just letting you know. It's number. It, that's what I said. It's it's probably top two, and it's not number two. So, um, number two and three are the second and third <laughs> movies of Santa Claus. It's just brilliant. So, but in in the movie Santa Claus, everybody knows the little kid's name, Charlie. Not I guess not everybody knows. But his name's Charlie. Just in case you didn't know. So Charlie has this stepdad named Neil. There we go. All right. Here's a history lesson for all of you. I'm just kidding. So Charlie's got this stepdad named Neil. Neil's a psychologist. And uh, and so he 
Um, but he, but he, and he's kind of a, uh, a logical man. Neil's a logical man. So, so Neil doesn't believe in Santa Claus, even though Santa Claus is obviously real. So, so, so Charlie's trying to explain to Neil, because Charlie went on this trip with his dad uh, Christmas Eve night, and, and, and his dad became Santa Claus, and he saw the North Pole, and he's telling us, yeah, Neil's real, you know, and he's telling him all this stuff, and then, and then, uh, and then Neil says, how, how do I know if it's real if I've never seen it before? And Charlie says, have you ever seen a million dollars? He said, no. He said, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not real. Right? And it's a, but it's a Christmas movie. But for a long time, for a long time since I was old enough to kind of recognize what that meant. Like, that's one of the most profound statements I've ever heard in my life. Because just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not real, right? And so, so for me with God, just because I can't necessarily see God tangibly, even though I think we actually do in, in, in a lot of ways. We see his creation. We see uh, the image of who God is in every single one of you and all of us together. But just because we can't see him doesn't mean he's not real. That's faith. I know for a fact that a million dollars is real. I just do. I just know it. Have I ever seen it? No. But I know it's real. Right? Another example. I know for sure, for sure, North Dakota is a real place. <laughs> Have I ever been there? No. But I know it's real. Right? Because, you know why I know it's real? Because of people's experiences of being there. Right, you know why I know God's real? Because of my experiences and other people's experiences for years and years and years of who Jesus was. That there's texts that are still around from like 50 years after Jesus lived that are talking about Jesus. Jesus was a real person that's not up for debate. He just was. He was. So, if Jesus was a real person, and that Jesus said, I am going to die, and three days later I'm going to get raised to life again, and he pulled that off? I'm going to go ahead and believe that guy. <laughs> right? I, I'm going to live my life believing that guy. And, I, and, and so because of, because of the things I've seen, because, you know, that song talking about I've seen cancer disappear, I've seen cancer disappear. In my dad. Twice. Right? Mental health restored. I'm putting on blast, but I've seen that in my wife. I've seen it. So, like, when I, when I was singing that song, I'm not just singing it to sing it. These aren't just words for no reason. Right? Metal plates dissolve. I've got one of those, but haven't seen it dissolve yet. But, you know, we'll believe in that. I don't know. I don't really care. It's not really hurting me. But, right, the different things. Families reunited. I've seen that. I've seen prodigals return. People, people who went away. I, I've, seen, I've seen prodigals return in this youth group. I won't call you out, don't, but you know who you are. Right, but I've seen people say, I'm not, I'm not really about that whole, I'm not really about it. And then one, in, one, one moment, boom, boom. I'm back. We're good. We're Gucci, right? I've seen all these things. And so, so because of those things, I know, I know, and I know that God is real. 
I know that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and because of that, I can go to heaven. I know it. Do I, and this is a vulnerable thing to say. Do I know 100%? No. I don't. Just like I don't know 100% if North Dakota is real. Because I've never been there. But I think it is. I'm about 99% sure. So for me, the, 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 that 1%, I, I, I'm, I'm 99% sure God is real. And that Jesus did what he said he did. That 1%, that's room for faith. That's where I have to step out. I, I have to take that, even, even if it's just that 1%. For some people, it's like 90%. <laughs> some people are like, I'm 10% sure God's real. Okay, let's take the 90% step. That's a big step. Right? For those of us, we, we get all the way to like 99, right? So, but that little space, there's always going to be the little space. Why? Because God wants you to take a step of faith. You have to. Faith is the thing that will get you to heaven. The Bible says that if you believe in Jesus Christ, that he's Lord, right, you will, you will go to heaven. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Why, why does he say that? Because you have to believe to get there. If he was, like, running around like, hey, come on, come on, come on, which he did at some point, and people still didn't believe. But if he was running in here like, hey, guys, let's go, we'd all be like, say less, let's go, right? But we, we have to take that step of faith. Amen? Went off my notes a little bit, but whatever. So why does the Apostle Paul use a shield to describe faith? So we, the Captain America shield, why, why is that used to describe faith? Faith is the, 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 the trust and the, the belief in things that are unseen. And, and a shield protects and sometimes attacks. So I have three things that could be the meaning of the Apostle Paul's decision. Three things. Everybody say three things. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you don't take notes, I would encourage you, bring a notepad or your phone to take notes. Bring a Bible. To camp, I want everybody to bring a Bible and a notepad with a pen. Because there's going to be some life-changing things said. If you don't write it down, you will miss it. Amen? I want you to be able to re-talk about it. And cabin time is going to be life-changing. We're going to need I want notes so we can talk about it. Amen? Okay. So number one. Everybody say number one. A shield protects. So this is the first easiest thing. A shield protects. We know that. Raise your hand if you knew that. A shield protects you, okay? Hold it on your arm. It protects you. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So in order to please the one who has already declared victory in your life over all darkness, we must first have faith in him. So to be protected from the darkness that's coming at us, we must have faith in the one who created us. In the one who has, like we talked about last week, overcome the world. Amen? Our faith and belief in Jesus Christ as Lord is the thing that protects us from all darkness and evil. So just like Captain America or Achilles from the movie Troy, we use faith as the thing that fights off the devil's attempts to tempt us into sin. The devil comes at me, and the thing that keeps the devil away from me is my faith in Jesus. Why would I fall into temptation with the devil when I know Jesus to be true? 
right? So, so when, these, when these flaming darts, as the Bible says, when, the, when these flaming darts of temptation come at us, the thing that's blocking them, the shield, is our faith. Because I'm like, I know that's not true. Because those flaming darts that are coming at you are most often lies. There are other things at times, like, like temptations to do other things, right? But they're lies. They come in the form of lies. Someone will tell you something, and they say this is true, but it's not true. And so when that comes, the thing that is going to block this, one, is keeping everything in place, <laughs> my belt of truth, my breastplate, just in case somehow the, the arrow gets past the shield and it still protects my heart, right? The shoes of peace can help me get out of the way. But the shield is the thing that I can d- put directly in front of it and block it. It's my faith. Amen? So number, number two, we're moving on. Number two. Everybody say number two. A shield can be a weapon. So the first one is a shield protects us. Number two, a shield can be a weapon. John eleven twenty five says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. So faith doesn't only prevent things from happening like A shield prevents an attack. Faith can be the very thing that causes something to happen. Faith is like in the way that Captain America uses his shield to to make something happen. And in the same way, faith, of course, blocks the devil's attempts, attempts to tempt us and to get us to fall into sin. But faith can also be the very thing that gives you life forever. Faith can be the very thing that fights off all of the darkness around you, right, and, 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 and brings you to repentance. That's faith. So faith is not only just to protect us. Faith is to fight off things. Faith is to create life and life more abundantly. Amen? Faith in Jesus Christ will literally give you eternal life. Literally. Some people say, just joking, hey, I want to live forever. You can. Actually, you will, no matter what. You will live forever. Not necessarily in this body, but in spirit you will. And where you live that life out is dependent on who your faith is in. Or who your faith is not in. As much as it helps to repel the enemy, it it helps to give you Jesus. Faith does. To enter you into the throne room with him one day. Amen? Faith might be the most powerful thing you could possess. And just like a shield, it only works if it's strong. If I've got a paper mache shield and Shable shoots an arrow at me, one, why would you do that? But if I got a paper mache shield, <laughs> I'm dead. Right? So so just just like a real shield, your faith only works if it's strong. And, but, but the Bible says that even, even the faith of a mustard seed, mustard seed's like that big. It's tiny. Even the faith of a mustard seed will move a mountain. So for all of us, it's like, it's, it's hard. So G- God's basically saying, hey, even like a low percentage of faith, like just, just step out in faith. Just do something. Amen? So fight to strengthen your faith in God every single day. Read your word. Pray to him every single day. Right, Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, I believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. There's power in prayer, folks. 
Like real power. Like I know it's kind of like, it's kind of, it, for a while, it's kind of frowned upon. When something bad would happen to someone, you'd say like, my thoughts and prayers are with you, right? Everyone's like, okay, that's cool, but like do something. <laughs> Which I, I do believe like we can actually step out in faith and do something. Like, like Jesus didn't call us to tell all the widows and the poor people that our thoughts and prayers are with them. They, he told us to feed them, <laughs> right? And keep them safe. So there are things that we have to do, but also t- prayer is the most powerful thing that we could do as well. And prayer should not be the last resort, but the first thing that we step into. Prayer should not be our airbag, it should be our steering wheel. Right? Prayer should not be the thing that saves us from death. It should be the thing that steers us to life. Amen? The third and final thing I'm going to talk about today, this is very important, never say number three. Shields are better in numbers. So shields protect, shields attack, and shields are always better in numbers. You've probably seen it in a movie or a show when thousands of arrows are flying through the sky. The shoulders, the soldiers get together and they use their shields as a cover. It's called a shield wall. Let's throw it up on the screen. Like this. Look at that high quality picture. Wow. But look at this. Okay, look. So there's one, two, three, four, five, right? You can count them all the way down. Those are all people holding each shield. So there's, there's people down on, all the way down on the ground holding a shield. There's people standing like this. There's one people standing like this. Like right, right when we sing wake and we're like, bring it down. All right, midway and then up, right? It's like that. So everyone's there and there's people that are standing back like this holding. And then there's people on the back side that are covering the back too. And when they create this wall, just like this, when they create that wall, it's almost impossible for anything to penetrate it. And, it, and it's built specifically for, like, long-range things. Like, when, when there's thousands and thousands of arrows coming at this army, they shield wall, phew, and then it's really hard for an arrow to penetrate that. Whereas, if it was one person with one shield against thousands of arrows, the odds are you'd get hit by something. <laughs> right? Matthew 18.20 says, For where... Two or three are gathered in my name. There I am among them. So the beauty of this idea of chasing the dark is that it's actually much better if you decided to, decide to do it with others. Some of you have experienced this in our small group time where you're like, man, I, my faith grew in that small group time. Some of you have experienced this at cabin time. If you've never been to camp, cabin time will change your life. It's actually... The, probably the best part about camp. What is cabin time? Cabin time is this. We go to service, right? There's worship. There's a message to change your life. There's worship at the end, a call for you to respond, for you to step out in faith, to say, you know what, that's me, and I want God to change my life. And then after that, we go back. Before we go to bed, there's this thing called cabin time where we talk about it, where we learn how to verbalize our faith. I don't want you guys just to learn how to receive Jesus. I want you to learn how to give Jesus. I want you to learn how to talk about it. I want you to learn how to share the gospel. I want you to learn how to go up to somebody and say, this is how I feel. This is what Jesus has done in my life. Amen? Or some of you have experienced this with a simple prayer from a friend at the altar or even at home. Or a late night call to someone asking for help and they answer. There are many ways that we can experience this type of impenetrable wall, but all of it takes vulnerability. 
Think about, think about that wall. Can we throw that wall back up? The shield wall. Think about that. If For that to work, I've got to trust that the guy next to me or the girl next to me is going to hold up their shield. And that takes a little bit of vulnerability. Because can we be real? It's kind of hard to trust people <laughs> nowadays. But, but look, if, if we are all in pursuit of the same thing, if we are all in pursuit of chasing out the darkness in our life, if we're all in pursuit of being a light in the world, we can trust each other. And we're going to mess up, and we're going to hurt each other. And I've probably, hurt, I've probably said some things that hurt some of your feelings, right? Or maybe not, and you're, you're not there yet, and you're just waiting for it. All right, Brett, say it, man, you know. Shables hurt my feelings so many times, and so many times. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But if you, if, if you don't want to be standing by yourself with, okay, so standing by yourself with thousands of arrows coming at you, that sucks. You're, you're going to die. Okay, now standing by yourself with a shield, okay, you might not die. Odds are getting better. You might get shot in the leg or something, but, but you might not die. This might work out. But if you don't want to be that person standing in the field by yourself with your own shield, thousands of arrows coming at you, but you'd rather have people around you protecting you so you know for sure that you'll make it through, then you need to trust the person sitting next to you. And you need to be vulnerable enough to step out, like when we're at camp in two weeks, to step out and say, God, I, I need a little bit more. I need more of you. Right? I want, Jesus, I want you to change my life. Because the first person in that shield wall that you need is Jesus. Like I said, it takes trusting the person to your right and to your left. Everybody look to the person to your right. Oh, look at that back of the head. That's crazy. Now everybody look to the person to your left. Right, what it's going to take is trusting those people. Trusting those people that they'll hold up their end of the bargain. That they'll keep their shield up as, just as you will. And that's why we're going to camp. That's, that's why we're doing, that's why we have youth group. That's why we, we get together for girls hangouts or guys hangouts, which we need to do another guy hangout. I'm sorry. We'll do it after camp. This is why we do those types of things. Why? So that we can trust each other so that we know that we can hold up our shields and, and keep each other safe. Amen? To build our faith so we can better chase the dark in our world. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We worship you. Everybody, will you stand up? We're, we're, we're rolling out. Sorry, God. I pressed pause on the prayer right there. But here we go. Back at it. Lord, we just ask that you would help us. God, help our faith to rise. Help our faith to be strong enough, God, to not only protect us, but, but to, pr- to, protect, ah, to protect the people around us. God, help me to speak in Jesus' name. Lord, I, I pray that you would help us to, to, to long for you, to want more of you, God, to, to hear the experiences of the people around us and how you've changed their life, God, and, 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 and ask for you to do the same in ours. So, God, as we go to camp and as, we, as we're going up the hill, and, and those of us that are in here that are already very strong Christians, we have strong faith, God, help us to know that there's going to be many, many people that are going to camp with us that don't have strong faith. And we can be the people that can change that for them. And if we're in this room right now, God, and we're the ones that don't have that strong of faith, God, help us to build that faith so that we can repel those flaming darts from the enemy. 
So Jesus, we trust you. We give our hearts to you. We're so grateful for people that are willing to do the same. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.